0: Hey everyone, and welcome to The Zeitgeist, the show where we highlight the founders, developers, and designers who are pushing the Web3 space forward. I'm Brian Friel, Developer Relations at Phantom, and joining me today is T.J. Littlejohn. T.J. is the founder and CEO of Mountain MountainPhil, a Solana API for payments. T.J., how's it going today? What's up, dude?
1: Thanks, uh, thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks for coming on. You know, we're real excited to give you guys a little bit of spotlight here. You guys have built some great products that have integrated with Phantom in some really cool ways. Before we dive into all that, do you mind giving us a little background on who you are and how you became to be building on Solana?
1: Yeah, so like you said, my name's TJ. Backgrounds just as a developer. Historically, I'm like an iOS developer. I did that in college. Was really into hackathons. After school, went out to SF and worked at Apple doing iOS development there. Kind of wanted to do something a little more impactful. Joined some startups found Solana maybe at the end of last year and noticed there was an opportunity to build and I couldn't ignore it. There was a lot of like foundational things popping up. I think Phantom had like just got going within the last like couple months. NFTs were like usable, but there was still like a massive vacuum for other things. And so it kind of jumped in and started building or exploring what to build really.
0: That's awesome. And so a lot of people, when they hear the name Mountain Pay, the first thing that comes to their mind is Mountain Dow. And for those that don't know, Mountain Dow uh, started originally as this small little co-working space in Salt Lake City for some Solana builders to come together. Now it's evolved, I'd say, into basically a movement. It's kind of the epitome of uh, Solana developer culture in a lot of respects. What is the kind of founding story there? How did you get involved in Mountain Dow? And what was the original idea for what is now Mountain Pay?
1: Yeah, Mountain Dow, like you said, it's like a co-working space, a month-long co-working space in Salt Lake City. I got involved to go there because of my friends that brought me into Solana. I had a couple of good friends, uh, Edgar and Barrett, who were like into this space a lot earlier than like most people were. And they were just like some really cool builders and had a lot of great friends that were developers and entrepreneurs. And so I think they had done this the year prior where it was called like the mountain compound. And they just like had a bunch of people come out. They rented a house, like a ski house and just kind of built for like a week or so. And then um, naturally it was like, Cool, they were gonna do it the next year. And so that was what became like Mountain Dow. And so, like, everyone was invited. I was friends with them. I was definitely gonna go, kind of popped off, and a lot of people showing up. And so we were there in this coworking space. And there was just like, I was looking for stuff to do. And it was like a random, like, fun idea to like build a point of sale. Solana Pay had just came out the back, And like, with being bored, I was like reading it. And uh, it was a night before like a party, and I was grabbing a Red Bull because I was really tired. And there was like a point of sale there that was like a self service checkout thing. We were like, "What if we just rebuilt this and added Solana Pay?" And that was it. There wasn't there wasn't much more past that. And it was like, "Oh, we could make this like for our friends for the full month," and uh, we jumped all over that. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Starting small. Now it's basically this whole movement. You guys have a couple of really great integrations with NFTs. I saw you know being able to just push transactions on the end users. Phantom. I guess before we dive into all that a little more, just to, to talk a little bit more about Mountain Dow, you mentioned Edgar and Barrett. I believe that's Edgar and Barrett from Cypher Protocol and MarginFi. Is that right? Correct. What were some of the other builders there? Do you still keep in touch with folks who were in that early house? And how has that kind of scene evolved on Solana?
1: It's crazy. There's been so many wins that came out of that kind of month. Nick from Kronos was there. They're like an incredible project. And he ended up winning the Riptide Hackathon. My friend Jeff spent the month there and he's been experimenting with a bunch of different like kind of DeFi opportunities since the dude KV now works at Genesis Go. I know that John now is at Coral was there. I don't know if there was any correlation of him and him up there, but like just shows like how sick of a builder he was, just like hanging out there all month. All the people from Cashmere was there. They were awesome to have around. Uh Jeremy from Cardinal. Literally everyone, you know? Like all of the like I know like sci options came through the whole time. VCs like Alex from Delphi or Kyle Simani was there. It was just like the raw like crew, you know? Yeah. and like so that was I think really cool and like inspirational. And you're around those people and it just makes you want to be better and like elevate yourself and be around some just like sick builders. Mika, I think a lot of the Phantom people came in through too, I think that was the first time I met CK. Yep. And that's like, I think I think honestly like meeting CK there like enabled a lot of the Mountain pace stuff because I had this like open line of comms just to like pester him when Solanape was coming out. Like the new, new versions of Solanape were coming out like dude, I need this, like when's it coming, when's it coming, was able to like work in parallel. Ended up I think getting connected to you through that probably, was pestering you a bunch. Yeah, a lot of crazy opportunities came through that now.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't call it pestering, but uh, (laughs) no, it's a a super uh, organic developer movement here. It's something that definitely originally drew me to Solana in the first place, just the positivity and the sheer number of people just show up to a house in, in Utah and start hacking on things. So you mentioned like the founding story is you're sitting in this house in Utah. There's this square terminal where you could check out, maybe buy some snacks, buy some Red Bulls late at night. Was it just you who was working on this idea? How did this come together? You mentioned that the Solana Pay spec was released that day. How did you go from, hey, I see this essentially like a white paper, maybe a GitHub, to actually deciding this was something you're gonna actually spend some time on?
1: Yeah, totally. So had the idea randomly. I was, I was reading the spec like early in the week, knew about it. Literally like what you said was at the point of sale, like had the idea like, oh, it'd be sick to rebuild this, but I had Solana Pay. But obviously there's more that kind of follows up there. Um, that was on like Friday night. And so my my boy Scott was in town. We kind of knew we wanted to, like, go out Friday, go skiing Saturday, and then start hacking on some stuff because he was there through, like, I think, like, Wednesday maybe. And so we had, like, floated a couple of, like, ideas around on what we could possibly be, like, working on, and that was just one of them. And then we ended up, like, on Sunday, like, at the shop, which is, like, the co-working space that Mountain Dow's at. And we're, like, we're probably, like, whiteboarding, like, Five to six ideas, like dealing with stuff with like GameFi or like tokens for like uh, Twitch creators or like, it's funny. Like one of the early ideas was like tokens for like merchants. And then another one was just this one of like doing the point of sale for this. And we're like, we're like, I feel like this is the most like digestible and like that we could like hack together and like it fit our, like, skill sets, like, I'm, like, an iOS developer. Like, Scott's done some stuff on the back end before. And so he could handle, like, a lot of, like, the integration, like, like the square stuff. And I can do the Solana and front end stuff. And it just made sense. And so we, like, we grinded it. We stayed up super, super late, like, most nights. But It was, like, a 48-hour turnaround. Because we also didn't even start it on Sunday, like, that actually deal. to like 5, 6 o'clock. I actually looked the other day, because I was going back to some of the Moundout tweets. We did it on, like, February 8th. Wow. Which was sick. Yeah, Solana came out on, like, the 1st. <laughs> So it was really faster. And no
0: inside knowledge to the time, right? You basically found out at the same time everyone else did.
1: Yeah. No inside knowledge. But I think Jordan from Solana Pay will like boast that there was no insider knowledge. Like the repo was public since like November. So like anyone could have known.
0: Yeah, alpha hiding in plain
1: sight there. Exactly. You know, like obscurity by just putting it on GitHub. I did feel like I had, I had insider knowledge like afterwards though. I remember like Nick from Kronos. It was like super on like payments now, it was super on my radar. Like we had that video go kind of viral. Then Nick from Kronos came back from the Seattle hacker house and I think he met someone there and learned about the transaction request spec. And like I remember like in between that is when I met CK and I was like, dude, if we can figure out how to make this work for any. Transaction on Solana, like it's over. This changes everything. And I was so like sure of that, but I had no idea like how you could do that. And then I remember Nick coming back and showing me the spec. And like I never felt like I had such insider info in my life. But again, it was just public on GitHub. But man, like that was like it was like I remember reading it and just being like, this is different. Um, this changes things.
0: Yeah. No, that's super cool. I remember that video you mentioned. I think it was at like three in the morning, you guys filmed it with Scott and he's there checking out his Red Bull on Mountain Pay. I think you guys even had somebody, it was like a, like a governor or a senator that came by and and checked out with it. Who was that? John Curtis, I believe. Congressman John Curtis.
1: That was fun too. He like came another time. We had like a couple of minutes in between when he was like meeting with people privately or something or like had like a small like round table with some folks and when he was going to do like a larger chat and so just got to like demo the stuff to him which was really cool because that's a lot of like I think what Mountain Pay is going to do in the near term is just like demo what's possible. It's kind of like a chicken and the egg thing and so I don't think there's like a massive surplus of people like waiting ready to pay but I think we have an opportunity to like demo and move conversations along and so that was just a really good example of that is how we can show like the decision makers, what is like actually doable and what things look like and feel like.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like you said, you know, the the whole protocol could be sitting there on GitHub for anyone to go see, but there's very few people in the world who are going to dig into that totally. and actually build something. And you guys are actually building products that makes this tangible, make this real. You get someone like a congressman to come in and actually use it and buy buy something for real and have it show up in, in Square. And as a line item, i right alongside using a credit card or something like that. You, you hit on a couple of things earlier. You know, you mentioned that you know originally this point of sale integration, but then the second evolution of this spec came along that enabled transaction requests. And so you guys have built some really great products around that. How would you describe like what Mountain Pay is today, holistically? At our interface
1: layer, we're an API, right? So we want to be able to be pinged by anyone that has like an internet connection and can make like REST API calls. On the back end, what we're doing is, we're doing the grunt work of integrating with a bunch of different protocols and like tying their functionality together for use cases that make sense to consumers. Like, I want to pay for this. Please build the transaction that does that. Or like, I would like to use a coupon that I have in my account and get a discount on this item I am purchasing. Or, like, it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, payment stuff. You know, like like you said, we have some cool stuff we do with NFTs. Like, for another example, we integrated with Magic Eden this week and, like, have, like, a feature where you can, like, have a QR code that sweeps the floor of a given NFT collection. And that was done by using, like, two of their APIs that, like, maybe weren't intended to be used exactly together. But then we did that. And then, you know, we can, like, open that up for other people to use in, like, whatever way they want to composed with this product.
0: Yeah. And so this is all leveraging at the end of the day that, that Solana Pay spec and the transaction requests are, are part of that. I feel like the Solana Pay is a bit of a misnomer at this point because you know originally like it's kind of a similar evolution you guys have took, like starting out payments, point of sale. Now you're able to scan a QR code, sweep the floor. I even saw that Greg, one of the Mountain Pay team members, actually printed this QR code and, and put it on a shirt and has been walking around so you can scan a shirt live in person. and uh, and sweep the floor. That's pretty cool. What are some of the things that you think people aren't maybe thinking about when it comes to transaction requests? You know, like most people know transaction requests from either just a tutorial or, you know, sending someone an invoice or something that they can pay. You guys, I think, are pushing the envelope a little bit here. What are some of the things that you mentioned that the the sweeping the floor, what are some others that you have in mind here?
1: I think like the mental model shift that you need to like hit is that like a transaction request can literally just do anything you can do on Solana. So anything dApps are doing today where they're building transactions, you can do that with transaction requests. But the cool thing is you can do that on like a servered environment. And so you start to like separate the entities that are like involved, like the group that's building the transaction doesn't have to be the group that's generating the QR code, which doesn't have to be on the same device that the user is, like, trying to grab the transaction and sign it. When you start to break up this stuff, like, really cool interactions can happen. And so, like, when I had that unlock from, like, seeing the spec, like, my mind was just running and I was like, what cool things can we do with this? One of the really early ideas that we had, and a lot of it was just, like, a lot of it centered around, like, what can we do that's, like, fun here? Like, what do we think is, like, unique and whatever? And so, like, one of the really early ideas we had was, like, DGen coin flip. Like, could we wrap up DJN coin flip and like put it on a projector at a party and like just have people doing like DJN coin flip and like do a cool UI and like everyone can just like get hyped when someone like wins a bunch of money? Like, that's fun. Or like, and then the next idea there was like the photo booth we built. Those ideas both came from the Austin Community Hacker House that happened in like March. I wanted to build those out for, for, that hacker house, but um the timing didn't line up with when transaction requests was going to be live in the app store. And uh, so we had to kind of like wait on that. But, like that was really fun. We did the magic sweeping thing. We've done candy machine minting, just like wrapping up protocols. Like notice how like in here, like we didn't build any like core protocol piece ourselves or like even like the way to interface with them, we just go on their open source repos and just look at their front end and try to grab the pieces that call into their smart contracts, then wrap that up in some cool ways. And to me, that was a big like uh aha moment. You know, it was like, oh shit, you can like do some stuff here.
0: Yeah. It's pretty unbelievable that you guys have built all this without even writing a single line of Rust or deploying your own program on Solana. I think you guys even won the payments track of the last hackathon. Is that right?
1: Yeah, we won Riptide. Yeah. Uh, the payments part of Riptide. Shout out Kronos. Kronos won the whole thing. But yeah, we won, the, we won the payments track. We were super stoked about that. It's given us a couple of opportunities and some like eyeballs, which has been really nice. But you know, man, it's starting to become old news. It's a lot of summer camps here. You know, I think, I think a new wave of peeps with eyeballs and whatever is going to come up. And so we've just got to keep going, keep innovating, keep building. And, you know, we're stoked to do that. Just got to be like, what can we integrate with next?
0: I think it's a great story, though, for all those new builders who are on the coming up on the new hackathon that you can build this incredible company that does all these different things without even having to get into the whole program side of Solana. There's so much that's already out there. It's so composable with one another. You can do a lot of work just on the client. You can do a lot of work building APIs, building wrappers around all this stuff that just makes this easier for everyday people.
1: Yeah. And there's so many developer resources out there now, too. It's getting to a point where it's like easier to just look stuff up and like some actual solid answers are out there. Some of the resources being yours, I believe. I've had that co- happen recently where I'll be like looking for because I've been trying we've been trying to do some things on chain. Um, there's some really cool stuff we can do when we start moving the infrastructure on chain. It gets like safer and more powerful. And in trying to do that, I came up across a lot of your articles. And so I kind of wanted to shut those up. Those are really cool to see. Appreciate
0: that. It's it's great to hear they're still relevant after after all this time. <laughs> Some of those might be outdated, so listener beware. You mentioned the photo booth as as one of the uh, applications you guys have built. For those of us haven't seen it, photo booth is this actual in person kiosk. You can have like an iPad. You could use any sort of device here, but what it basically lets you do is take a photo just like you would in a photo booth, and in a few easy steps, you can mint this as an NFT on Phantom Mobile on your favorite wallet, all seamless, all you know, running on non pay APIs. What was what was the inspiration for the photo booth? How did you guys originally even come up with this idea? I
1: think it was a lot of things. I think it's like people talk about, I don't know, there's like that thing of like founder fit or whatever, or like how like, like hindsight's always like 2020 20 or like whatever. But there were so many like little things that like had happened to me from like January to like March to get to like the photo booth happening that it's like crazy that it actually did happen. So the photo booth idea came about when I was thinking about like, what stuff can we do with Solana pay? I think pretty early on, I was like, Oh, you could mint NFTs. Like I had done stuff with like back in January, my like passion project was, it was like a custom candy machine contract where instead of minting NFTs that were directly linked to a, JSON file that was on some CDN, I was going to point it at a serverless function and then that serverless function was going to query on-chain data and then return JSON back to the user there. And so it'd be this cool like dynamic NFT based on on-chain data. And so like that was the first time I learned serverless functions, which I needed for like Mountain Pay and the photo booth. That was the first time I was digging into the candy machine code. And then like thinking about fun stuff I can do. I was like, it went from the DJ and coin flip on the wall to like an iPad up on the wall that took the picture, uploaded it. And then you could use Solana Pay to like mint the NFT. And all of that was only possible because I had those different pieces of like context. And then the last thing being that, that I would like my friend Nick just like dropped the, the transaction requests back like in my DMs. And like, I don't know if I would have run into it other than that single moment. And so, yeah, that was kind of how, it's kind of how the idea started to come a- about. And then we were, we built it out. It's actually funny. I was actually like, I, I was focusing super, super hard on the point of sale app. And I thought that that was like the thing we were going to do. And so I was trying to put all of my time there. We were trying to like do like a merchant pilot and get like, IRL, like, merchants onboarded to this thing. So I felt like I had so much to build. But I knew that the photo booth could be this, like, fun thing. So, like, at first, I I thought about just, like, having someone else build it. I was reaching out to some people, like, asking for, like, grants or, like, hey, do you want to sponsor this thing? And I could get, like, $3,000 from someone then give it to a developer friend to, like, help build it. And I could, like, kind of guide them how to build it. But, like, I couldn't source any money. And so, like, I just had to, like, use, like, one or two nights of my own time away from, like, mountain pay and just, like build this thing. And then after like, I built like the first like version of it, I was like, oh shit, this is kind of crazy. You know, like, it, like the idea is like one thing, but when you actually get to use it, it like, I don't know, again, like, I feel like it's like kind of like a mental unlock for some people, myself included. Like it was like a big shift.
0: Yeah. I would definitely say it's a bit of a light bulb moment. I think the first time I saw it was Salon Miami. I think you guys brought it out and you had I think it was the first time you guys had also bought this inflatable kind of cover around the photo booth. The marshmallow. The marshmallow, yeah. Since then, I think it's gone through a few different evolutions. I've seen some cool plans in the works, too, for how you guys thinking of upgrading this thing. But, you know, personally, I love it. We have brought it around at Phantom to a couple of different places. I know we sponsored the Hacker House in Austin and then, you know, on the DJ and Yacht Party, and there's a couple other places as well. It's been a huge hit. We see even folks who maybe aren't necessarily crypto native. It's a great excuse for them to download Phantom, download a wallet and scan this thing and mint their first NFT, especially because a lot of folks don't even know, but with uh, Solana Pay transaction requests, this can be a free mint to users, right? Like you guys can essentially make this so someone can just download a wallet, scan a QR code, and then next thing you know, they have an NFT in their wallet without paying any soul.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. The architecture of Solana, it's very like composable or like gas has to be paid, but like it doesn't have to be paid by the user that's minting. I think that's one of like the problems, honestly, or like, not the problems, but one of the challenges is like a wallet, right? Like Phantom, it's such like a productized thing. I think Phantom's done an incredible job like productizing like this wallet to like be easy to use, right? And like, it makes sense for like consumers and like holds this stuff, but like reality, like a wallet just like is your private key it's the software that holds your private key and then it's the actions that a user can do when the private key exists. And so like you think like, oh no, I'm sending this soul or like I'm minting this NFT We're like really, it's like an action is just requires my signature and like the signature's here so I can do that. And like, so as part of our infrastructure, yeah, we like, we can sometimes pay for NFTs, we can pay for rent. We have wallets on, on our back end that we can sign for transactions. There's really, really cool stuff there. So anyone anyone out there listening that's doing stuff for the Solana summer camp, if you have questions on how that works? Please reach out. Happy to to walk you through that. You can do cool stuff that like I guarantee
0: you I haven't thought of. I love it. That's that's awesome. You know, you hit on a lot here with like transaction requests. What's capable across the Solana protocol? Also, the, the founding story of Mountain Pay really was in this this point of sale app. What do you think is the future of payments on Solana? You mentioned that we're kind of in this still experimental phase. What do you think? Are some of the next big hurdles that we as an ecosystem kind of need to conquer together to to make payments more real?
1: I think it's a a couple of things. I think a lot of things have to happen for payments to go to scale. I think the first thing that has to happen is something like Mountain Pay has to exist and we have to have infrastructure in the hands of the merchants that enable them to accept like non custodial funds that is like not locked into like any single platform. To me, that's a given, which is why I'm so stoked to be building this, but I think there's a lot of other pieces. I think like protocols just in general have to exist. I think I think novel ideas have to be created and people have to build them out. Stuff like dialect, right, where it's like a just like a raw messaging protocol, stuff like cardinal where they're adding functionality on top of NFTs for anyone to use, like really cool like lending protocols need to exist. And then our job is to like kind of grab those and wrap those together for like product use cases. And then I think just like other things totally separate from payments have to exist. I think, I think GameFi to be honest with you is going to be a massive catalyst of payments on Solana going well. I think, I think you need users here that have a balance in crypto for reasons other than payments. And then they can start using those balances for payments as well which is why I'm so stoked about stuff like something like the saga because I think it's going to start to get a lot of those like early users like in the ecosystem doing things that just aren't related to payments. A lot of times I like to think about it like in terms of like how Apple, right? Like the Apple ecosystem's so great cuz all of your like your iMessage works with your FaceTime works with your photos. It's like how I think like Solana kind of goes but like people get to build the different pieces. And so yes, yeah, so that's what I think the world looks like if this goes well, and it sounds like a fun world. And so I, I I hope that it happens, and we're gonna we're gonna do our best to to see that.
0: Yeah, well, I I would say that it's already a fun world here in the Solana developer ecosystem. You know, you've seen both worlds. You you mentioned Apple, but having worked on the inside Apple, you know, they, they build incredible products, but I I haven't seen an ecosystem quite like Solana has, where it's just so open. I mean, you mentioned like Nick from Kronos, you had the Cardinal guys, like all in the same chats, all showing up at the same house uh, in Utah. It's, it's, it's a really awesome environment where we can kind of build this composable layer together. If you had to summarize, where do you see Mountain Pay going from here?
1: Yeah, we're going to keep leaning on our infrastructure piece. We want to compose with more protocols, get some integrations. We have stuff in the pipeline with dialect. We've like spoken with the Cardinal folks a handful of times. I think we can compose with them without like being super hands-on with them. And so we're going to do that in the near term. Yeah, we're in a big, like, integration phase, we're, like trying to bring these these things together. And then the other side of that is the distribution. So we have some cool distribution paths that we're not ready to talk about just yet. It's kind of like both sides here that we need to be super careful about. It's like making sure we have a really cool set of infrastructure, but like, how can we go and get that infrastructure out there to as many people as possible? And so that's the real the real two focuses that we have.
0: Well, I look forward to inviting you back on the pod where you can unveil a little more news there about the distribution and and all you guys are up to. TJ, we asked this of every guest at the end. We we want to know who is a builder that you admire in the Solana ecosystem. And I got to say that uh, our last guest, Steven Laver, gave you a shout out. Everyone knows your energy in the space is, in, is infectious. But everyone listening wants to know who is a builder that you admire in the Solana ecosystem. Can
1: I just say Steven back? No, I'm just kidding. Love Steven, that's not who I'm gonna shout out today. I'm gonna shout out, I don't even know his last name, but his Twitter name's Jacob.Soul. Jacob's a sick developer. Have you met him before?
0: Yeah, I've interacted with him on Twitter a little bit, but I don't think I've
1: met him in person. He is really cool, he's an incredible developer, he's a lot of fun. He's part of the photo booth story, where like initially the candy, we were using like candy machine for the photos, for the photo booth, and uh, Solana like wasn't doing great that day. And so my program wasn't deploying to mainnet. And so like an hour or two before we went live, he sat down and helped me like rewrite a bunch of the minting stuff for the backend. And I had like interacted with him Mountain now, but didn't know him super, super well. And so he's just like a super giving dude, super talented. He's out there building. Have you seen feeble labs yet?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: The lambs or whatever, like you have to interact with their Twitter or your, or your NFT like dies. It's incredible. Like it's just like he's so like that's where you get my respect is like if you're out there like doing something like creative with like no ask, right? They're giving these things away for free. They're doing Twitter spaces all the time. He's just like, he's like just one of like the real, like actual like creative builders out there. So I have a lot of respect for Jacob. I look up to him a lot.
0: That's awesome. I think I think that encapsulates the the spirit of Solana, pushing things forward, trying out new tech, experimenting, and then also being really open and helping others at the same time totally 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 tj this is really great thank you for your time where can people go to learn more about mountain pay uh
1: yeah so go to uh at mountain pay on twitter m t n p a y, and uh you'll see that there or you can follow me tj underscore little john because i talk about it a lot as well those two spots you'll you'll find all of our other stuff from there
0: love it tj little john thanks for coming on the show dude thanks for having me appreciate you. it was a lot of
1: fun